all is tips And there you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows Everybody One shiny moment It's all on the line In one shiny Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. This is the locker room, guys. It is March 20th, the day of this recording, and there are 16 teams still dancing in in the NCAA tournament. I mean, what can I say other than we kind of said it in the preview to the bracket. This is probably going to be one of the most maddening marches that we ever see, and sure shit it is. I mean, just upsets left and right. You can't get away from them. Betting's literally impossible. Um, if you... Bet the dogs, I guess. You like what if Big you bet Cat said. Dogs you, money line, you're losing. You're, you're listening to this on a wait. Dogs or, money line's losing though. Well, I don't know. I but I think like maybe covering. If you bet the know. unders, what unders. Big Cat what Big Cat said, you'd be listening to this on your yacht. But um, anyway, where do we want to start? Oh, let's start off with the headlines first. Yeah, get these out of the way. Ed Cooley. Coach of Providence. If you're a locker room guy's fan, you know how good of a coach he is. I mean, if you're just a college basketball fan in general, you understand how great of a coach he is. He's leaving Providence, uh, heading to Georgetown. Just super shocking. Logan put in our group chat today, just what the fuck, with no context behind it. And I kind of assumed he's talking about Ed Cooley. <laughs> yeah, he was just totally blindsided us. He's from Providence, correct? Uh, he's from around there, because I know his, like his dream job was Providence. Nice-ass house, by the way. The yeah. first thing I saw, like, I didn't know he was even thinking about leaving, and then I saw some reporter post that he just put his house, like, on the market. And um, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, maybe he's just getting a downgrade of a house because he lives at a fucking estate. But, no, he's moving to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And Georgetown, I mean, I think college basketball is better when Georgetown's relevant, and I definitely think you can flip that around. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how that whole deal goes. Yeah, I mean, Georgetown's a lot better program than than Providence yeah. as in general. So he probably got a bag there, too, and he's going to recruit way better. It's going to be way easier to recruit at Georgetown than it is at Providence. So I, he'll be awesome. <coughs> I mean, because it's not like he's taking – yeah, he's not taking over a bad program by any means. They've just been bad since Ewing got there. Like, they were really good before that. Like, when they, like, like 2014, 2015, 16, like those years, they were good. They were up there. They were like three seeds and stuff. So, yeah, they'll they'll bounce back, I think, just fine. Is it seven out of eight years he's been with Providence he's been in the tournament? I can't remember. Something like that. Yeah, that's what somebody said, though. They said it's not like he's not loyal because he could have left a long time ago. Right, he could have left. Any, he, yeah. he was actually the top um, option for Michigan before they hi- hired mm-hmm. Juwan Howard. I hate, I hate when coaches stay in conference. That's all, just weird. Yeah, it, it's kind of fucked up, too. But mm-hmm. And then Rick Pitino, he leaves Iona. Or, yeah, he leaves yeah. Iona, goes to St. John's. I think St. John's already said that they're going to be building him whatever he wants. Um, I mean, he's going to bring St. John's maybe back to what they used to be. And, I mean, I'm excited for that. I love the Big East so much. Like, any time a team – has the opportunity to be greater. That's awesome. And Patino now, yeah, he has his pass is a little shady. I mean, what good 
college basketball coach isn't. But, I mean, at least what he used to do is now legal, and he can just do pretty much whatever he wants. And well, it, other than not, not, not what he got in other, trouble for. Other than hookers. That's what he got in trouble for. Yeah. But, so I mean, not, it's as, not far, legal. as far as giving your um, kids money, which he also got in trouble for, um, yeah, he's going to do great at that. And then I didn't know this, but apparently he has, like, huge connections with, uh, like, stockbrokers, like, on Wall Street. And uh, Kellerman was talking about this today. He's like, Patino in New York City is going to get the most lucrative NIL deals for anybody who wants to come play for him. Yeah, he's he coached Iona, too. He was unbelievable at Iona. Iona's, like, right next year. to um, uh, St. John's. Yeah, he made the tournament every year pretty much with them, so that'll be fine. And the coaches in the Big East are absolutely insane. I'll list them off. They're, like, perfect Big East coaches, uh, too. Like, Ed Cooley, obviously. Dan Hurley, he's coaching unbelievable. Like, he's just hitting his stride. Sean Miller is obviously one of the better coaches, like, we've seen in college basketball. Shaka, pretty solid. Uh, Rick, like, he's hitting his stride right now, which is weird because he's, I mean, he's still young. But And then Rick Patino, Greg McDermott also, like, has been super consistent. Shaheen Holloway is young yet. We don't know. I mean, he had a pretty solid year for the first year at Seton Hall, though, yeah, I'd say. Uh, Thad Mata, I mean, he was really good at Ohio State. No, he's an like, unreal Unbelievable coach. at Ohio uh, State. This, like, debate Butler got... sucks, but he might have lost his fastball. Game passed him, probably. No, I... Like, this debate got brought up on the Mark Titus show. Mark Titus had his dad on, and he said, if you covered, like, the faces of these two coaches and compared, like, resumes, Thad Mata and um, Matt Painter, you'd take Thad Mata all day. Not anymore. Like that well, in Ohio I mean, yeah, State. Right now, that's what I'm saying, though. But like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, mean, I, I never, I'm not, I'm not this saying his first Matt, year at Butler. Yeah, but so he, if he was that good of a coach, he would never got fired at Ohio State or never left, like whatever. So that's what I'm saying. I, he just like doesn't have anymore. He was unbelievable at Ohio State. Yeah, he probably was better than Matt Painter, but I'm not saying Matt Painter was ever better. But Thad Motto was is solid. I just don't know he he still got it. And then Kyle Neptune, I mean, we don't know yet. It's first year, we'll see. And then uh, Tony. Tony Stubblefield is DePaul's coach, and I don't know. Great coach at home. It's, it's impossible to win. <laughs> so how do you win at DePaul in general? What? So, coach, what coach, coach Big the East, Big East isn't good at home. The Big East has the best coaches, like as a whole, not like the top guys, but top to bottom in the conference. I think it's the best. It can go toe to toe with any conference, coaching wise. Um, any more headlines that we miss? I think those are like just yeah, just anyway. people trans getting the transfer portal, but we can get into that after the season. Yeah, uh, portal combat. Yeah, we'll do that when the season's over. Anyway, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over the teams in the Sweet Sixteen. We're obviously bring up games that they already played. We'll try to hit everything that we can, but obviously through this weekend, a lot of shit that happened. So uh, let's start off with first. Let's start with South Alabama is playing San Diego State. So I think Alabama will just keep rolling over whoever they play. Uh, San Diego State, I I mean, they played Furman and they played Charleston. I think those are like two of the best teams you can ask for to make it to the Sweet 16. And they're going to hit this, in Luke's words, buzzsaw of a team, Alabama. And, yeah, I think this tie is just going to keep on rolling. Yeah, I think San Diego State has the potential to make this game ugly, though, because they do, like, defend really well especially like against the three and stuff. So I think they can make it ugly, but I think just in the end, it's just going to be overwhelming talent. 
by Bama. And if Bama can hit their threes, I mean, yeah. But, like, Bama's road has been super easy, too. Like, Maryland is probably one of the worst eight seeds, I think, in Granted, the tournament. they beat them by 22. Like I said, they're one of the yeah. worst eight seeds, and they're a one seed. Like, yeah, they won by a lot. Houston also won by a lot. I mean, it's kind of a scare, but... And then with the other two teams just lost to some really good teams. But, like, Maryland has, doesn't even touch, like, Arkansas or Illinois. I, don't, I think Illinois is better than Maryland. I think, like, FAU and Memphis are both better than Maryland. So, yeah, obviously, Bama's the one seed, though. That's, they got an easy road. But San Diego State, Charleston's probably one of the better 12s. I mean, the 12s are pretty good, I thought, this year. And Furman's probably the best 13. Um, so, they, they ran into, like, probably one of the better 13 seeds. But also, like, the four was bad. So... I don't know. I think they did have a kind of an easy road, like you said, San Diego State did, but and now they got to play Alabama, which they can make it ugly, but I don't think it'll happen. And by the way, if Bama's down at half, don't get like too scared here. I Never get Bama. scared. You don't have you don't ever have to worry about Bama. Yeah. They're so fucking good. Like right now, when they're playing teams that are like fives and stuff, you don't have to worry until they play like a three or two or like elite eight team. Like obviously, their next game they'll have to worry a little bit. Not even really because. It's Princeton or um, Creighton is a very good basketball team. Logan. Creighton, yeah, you have to worry about Creighton, obviously, because I don't even think they're really a six seed. They're better than a six seed. They were hurt early, like but until they play like a Creighton, you don't have to worry at all because Bama's just so good and they just roll everyone. But I like this episode's gonna be better too because now there's like lines out too. Yeah, so that's like, at the end. At the end, we'll go over the lines and games. But we got we can't just talk about Bama, San Diego State. Like we got to talk about George Furman and Virginia. Like that game was crazy. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, you don't have to talk about those like, other games though, because it was like, yeah, I'm not saying we got to go through game by game, but like, yeah, just like big Furman. games. This one, these these games before didn't matter. So yeah, Furman, hell of a season. What a like, probably the craziest game of the tournament so far. Kia Clark gets inbound to the ball. I mean, I everybody knows how much I love Kia. In the words of uh, what was it Kevin Harlan? Goes, gets put in a straight jacket, chucks it up. I mean, I'll have Luke talk about like what was going through his mind there, but it gets picked off, three pointer, hits it, game over. They just that's just March and fucking one one little scene there. And yeah, Furman, Furman. I mean, their whole like conference run into this tournament and then winning that game is just fucking awesome. Like that Furman team is a lot of fun. Fortunately, they ran into San Diego State, but yeah, Luke, I'll let you talk more about that game. Yeah. Uh, like, he had the right mindset. Like, obviously, you don't want to just throw a ball up in the air. That's just not very smart. But you saw you and I against Texas A&M. How many times did Washburn try to throw it off a guy's leg and just completely botched it, and they got, like, four or six free points out of it? So, like, you don't necessarily want to do that. First of all, Tony Bennett had a timeout. I don't know what the hell he's doing saving it. Like, he just didn't call it. That was stupid. K.A. Clark also should know that you have a timeout. Like That's also dumb on his part. But he had the right mindset, like throw the ball all the way down the court. You're, you already inbounded it, so it can go out of bounds on the other end, and they just got to go the length of the floor. And they had a guy down there in the corner, but he's small, so he couldn't like probably baseball pass it because their guys were there. They probably would have tipped it or something. And then so he like catapulted it, and it's like that's never going to get the length of the floor, I feel like, especially with your little guy like that. And it just went right to, you would think, I thought when he threw it, I was like, oh, there's a guy there. It's going to be contest at least. Like two guys jumped for one Furman, one Virginia guy. Nobody was in the area other than Furman. He just caught it and threw it to a team that can hit threes. Like it, like that's what they do. And he just wide open three, bang. Do we lose Logan? Oh, no, I thought you guys froze, but Joey just wasn't moving. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> the only thing, yeah. I don't think he was – yeah, he didn't – if I were him, if anything, too, you just hold the ball and take the – Take a five count. You just take the five count. Like, and he didn't – what he did wasn't wrong. Like you just said, it's not wrong to throw the ball, but if you're going to throw it, you got to fucking hum it, like, past everyone. Throw it into the stands. Like, on the other, yeah, the other side. Yeah, you just bomb it to the other side, and it goes out of bounds. Like, you can do that. But, yeah, obviously, he's so short, he couldn't get it over anyone. But I'm – like, the whole time when I – first thing I saw was, like, just take the five count. You yeah. never throw it across the middle like that unless it's way past the middle. Which so I, I don't. don't uh, he wasn't. He was intending to throw it deep, <laughs> and it just didn't get as far as he wanted. Yeah, and then like just like the second half, like they obviously lost the lead with um, like two minutes thirty three seconds left. They were down two or whatever. That last two minutes, um, what's his name, Shedrick, was fucking everywhere. Played out of his mind. Got him back in the game. Kia Clark even. He had a big guy on it. He had a guy way bigger than him, like six seven six eight guy backing him down. He would pull the chair, or he would get out of it quick and steal it from him. They both made plays, and then all of a sudden it just comes down to that last play when he thought, like, all right, this game is over there by five, whatever, some shit goes left, and then he ends up throwing that pass. But, like, don't say it's too bad because Kia Clark also won them a national championship, basically, with right. that pass he made against Virginia. So. Yeah, and shout out Tony Bennett backing him up with that. But, Luke, didn't you bring up, like, earlier in the year how, like, teams like Virginia who just let teams always stick around, like, in the tournament – yeah, that's ball's it. gonna bounce the wrong way. But like, yeah, which is exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. It's like a, I said it with like Houston, Virginia, and those teams that can't score. It's like, yeah, you can rely on your defense as much as you want, but like Houston had it happen a couple times this year where, oh, it's only a five point game, but it's like, oh, we're fine because we're just gonna shut them down. But like, you could play the best defense in the world. You go for a rebound. You like just a guy just goes up for a rebound, let's say, and just misses it for your team. They get a. That's a offensive rebound. Put it back. It's just like little things like that. It's like the no leads really safe unless you like up by a lot in the end of the game because just a couple balls don't bounce your way at the end and you lose, which is exactly what happened in this one. But Virginia, like no. you said, Logan, they had the lead, and then they they reclaimed it by like five. Like they got right back. They lost the lead by like four or five, and then they got it by like right back in the last couple minutes. Like they never. I thought I was. We were at the game, so I wasn't watching it necessarily. We were at a game. So I saw they got down like five. I'm like, it's over because Virginia's just like, I feel like it's just one of those runs that Freeman's just going to beat them, upset. And then Virginia, I look again, and they're up five like two minutes later. Yeah, and it's like, what was I going to say? Shit. Um, like you're just saying how like ball goes. I watched Houston a little too much this year. And it's like all those first halves when we're close is when it's like dumb rebounds when like we crash the board, but somehow – it goes right to their guy because exactly. it's like, and then they get points off it and they do it the full first half. And second half is when Houston will rebound better because balls are going in our direction. And that's when we take away in the second half, like we did against Auburn, but we'll get to that game. Yeah. I mean, like, I, like Houston had happened to him a few times again, like that temple mm-hmm. game is like, they were beating them. And then all of a sudden a couple of balls had bounced away at the end. And what even like Bama game when we lost early in the year, it was just like long rebounds would lead to them getting threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two other teams left in the South, we have Creighton and Princeton. Princeton, what a magical run, 15 seed, beating Arizona and Missouri. I mean, just kind of just taking care of them, too. And then Creighton, um, going through NC State and Baylor, two pretty decent teams. Like, even the NC State game, we saw where, like, Joyner just wouldn't go away. You had Trey Smith making great plays, <laughs> take care of them. Then with Baylor, too, that was a hell of a game. They ended up pulling away. Like, I think it was a closer game than 85-76. to 76 just by, like, looking at the uh, scoreboard. 
But yeah, uh, like what you alluded to earlier, Creighton does just have a really good team, and uh, we, I mean, we've never like got off of Creighton. Like obviously, they went on that skid with Kalkbrenner out or even banged up, you know. And I mean, here they are. They're they're starting five can go toe to toe with almost every team in the nation, and um, yeah, Creighton versus Princeton. It like all these memes about Princeton going around. It's kind of hilarious. Like all these kids for Princeton who are just going to be like just so successful after college. Anyway, they're like looking up their LinkedIn's and shit. And, but, uh, I don't know. Like I, it's just fucking crazy. Like I, I can't even put in the words right now. What like this whole tournament is like came up down to, but yeah, we have Crane and Princeton sweet 16. Just crazy to say. Well, like Creighton, you get, I, not right. crazy. But I'm say. just saying though, like, NC State and Baylor. It's first first time road. six or fifteen has ever been. Yeah, but I I could argue like Baylor's probably the worst three seed. Maybe K State, but I don't think Baylor's Xavier's better than Baylor. Gonzaga's better than Baylor. Yeah. So I think Baylor was the worst three seed, and Creighton by far the best six. I don't. But think. I mean, granted, yeah, Baylor's still a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but Princeton played the exact same team two times in a row. They played Arizona, yeah, and Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> neither team can defend. Neither team, and they just like to run, and they can't run. And Princeton, that was obviously a really good defensive team. You're there, you're not going to beat them. Like it's just simple. Like Creighton, I think will beat the piss out of them just because, for that simple reason, like they can, they may not be great best defensive team, but they at least try to play defense. And they don't need to just run, 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 run to score. They can score in the half court. They got so many options. Like you, like I think Calcutta had like thirty in the first game they played the, in this tournament, and then um, them hard turn around, drop thirty in their next game. Like. They can mismatch. They can find the mismatch and exploit it no matter what. They have five guys on the floor that can score the ball. Maybe not Kaluma as much, but they got four other guys on the floor that can score thirty at any given night. Yeah, uh, like I said about print or like Ivy League, don't bet against them. I said it. Yeah, Joey laughed at me. It's not a real thing. And like this, fifteen seed winning is like nothing anymore, just because. St. Peter's did it last year, and they should. They sh- they were terrible like, all year. Not terrible, but not great. And then they're such a small school, but it's like Princeton's a 15. It's kind of like getting overlooked because it's like, oh, well, they are an Ivy League. Like, Ivy League's won in the tournament before as, like, 14 seeds, like, 13, 12s, like, stuff like that. But so it's just kind of like no one's really talking about it. I feel like just because they are, they were supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I just find it crazy, like, <clears throat> they have to have a good de- like a like their defense is only ninety six. Well, that's pretty good like, for a non power five team. Yeah, it is, and it's like the fact that you can hold the two most high flying powered offense size like maybe creating them. Like Arizona, Missouri play the fastest offense, score an unbelievable amount of points. You'll just lose to them if you don't. Like you'll lose to them if you outscore them. Like if they like just like they score seventy and you somehow score eighty five. They held Arizona to under sixty and Missouri only to sixty three. And now they play Creighton. It's like, do they do it again? Like, obviously, you never know with the Cinderella team going in. Maybe there's the one game they just take a shit, and it's like, okay, this is the actual Princeton team. Yeah, I think this is the like, St. Peter's, North Carolina game right here. Yeah, but last year it was like Purdue. Purdue had a high-flying offense against St. Yeah. Peter's. In the, so it's just weird. You never know. It was like North Carolina, though, I think just had – like, obviously, like, Purdue had Ivy and Edie, but, like, Creighton's got no. But I'm saying I'm just predicting it. Like this is the North Carolina 
St. Peter. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm saying, saying too. Like that North like, Carolina team just had I'm just North Carolina had five guys on the court that could score. Creighton's got Creighton. like Arizona did too, but Creighton's got so many guys that can score. I don't know if your defense can really contain that. And I and I think Creighton actually has a chance to beat Alabama the way they're playing right now. Absolutely. Um, but I'm still betting Princeton, so I'm just not touching it. <laughs> uh, moving into the East region, we have FAU playing Tennessee in the Sweet 16. So I mean, how this all happened? We had Purdue lose uh, number 16, Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, FAU beats Memphis in a wild game, and then yeah, Duke just getting clamped up by Tennessee, just clamping up two teams in a row in Louisiana and Duke. And uh, yeah, I mean FAU shooting the ball great. I mean in this. Fairly Dickinson game, what happened at the end of the game, I think people are, like, way too, like, fucking overreacting about it. But, I mean, I guess that's my opinion. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Purdue is just fucking insane. Like, the roller coaster I've kind of been on with Purdue, like, it's so weird that they didn't hit their skid at all. Finally made me believe in them. And then they go, like, at right at the end of the season, they finally hit their skid and what they lose four or I mean they they went four for eight at the end of the season I think yeah something like that it's unreal uh yeah I feel like Dickinson had a perfect game plan they were super small but they just triple teamed him the like, smallest team in the nation they're like they we just triple teamed him um <laughs> like actually and they're like give it up or whatever but Zachy still had a really good game at 21 15 three blocks like he played really well he only turned the ball over twice getting triple teamed that's fucking impressive but the other guys didn't hit shots they shit, shot five of 26 five of 26 from three they just got to hit a couple more threes and they win this game by a landslide like the game plan was perfect like make them make shots and they just didn't like those guards just couldn't make anything and i mean Braden smith did not play good that's the the number one the recipe to beat purdue was pressure their guards I and mean, we've said it everyone says said that and that's exactly – Philly Dickens said full-court press in the whole game. Like, man-to-man press, just make them dribble make them dribble up the court, and then you waste, like, a good 10 seconds. And I got to do a half-court offense. When you get to Zach Eady once, he's not there. They got to kick it out. You can't go back to him because they're almost ended the clock. You got to shoot it, and they just – that was a perfect game plan. The more I see him, the more I think we can beat him. It was, it was to yeah, a T, yeah. and he was completely right. He had the game plan, and it was the perfect game plan. It worked. To perfection. I was just um, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, and like this is this is funny. I was watching Titus said Portnoy kept saying that Fairleigh Dickinson was too small, like in a good way, not in a bad yeah, way. They were too quick. He's like they were too small. They were just like, and then Titus is like they were just like little ants just flying, like little like pests just flying at Edie the whole time. Obviously, Edie still drops twenty one, but when you're that small, you think Edie would drop like 30, 40. Because he's playing against just little guys and stuff, right. but it's just it's so it was so funny how Dave said it too. He's like, they're just too small. That we're too small. Like, it was like not like we're too big. It was we're too small in a good way. And like uh, Edie couldn't guard those anyone. Like they just take him out. They yeah. take off the dribble. <clears throat> the point guard though, number two, Dimitri Roberts for Fairleigh Dickinson is a shifty, quick motherfucker. Like Luke, you know the. Yeah, like your your that. back's turned on. You hit the behind the back and you just like spin. Yeah, he did like that the against FAU. He did that against dude, and it was smooth. And like the whole game against Purdue, even FAU, he was just cooking people. Like no one can stay in front of that guy. He's doing that in the FAU uh, game too, where he would just 
have somebody on him and he just starts dribbling like a fucking madman between the legs and everything and just mm-hmm. trying to get by people. And the thing is, um, they they were full court pressing. FDU was against FAU and it was the it was a terrible press because they let them throw it deep. And FAU loves to play fast and will shoot as many threes as possible if you're going to give it to them. And they just gave them to them. Like, that game plan was not very good, I didn't think. But they were down, so they had to get back in the game. And when you're down to get back in a game, you make teams shoot quick. If they hit them, they hit them. If they don't, then you're chilling. Then that game plan worked, and it just didn't work. But Tennessee bullied Duke. It's insane. <laughs> like, they pushed them around. They just, came out. They're like, you know what? We're going to play football. All these fucking all Pretty Americans, boys from Duke. Yeah, we're going to punch them in the mouth and make them do something about it. And they didn't. Like, it's just, it's insane. Like, I Tennessee, I wanted to say this, but I knew it would be a hot take. I almost, like, I kind of alluded to it. I'm like, when Zeeler went down, having Key come in, be, like, their main point guard or whatever, it's like, he's a way better scorer. And that's what they need is scoring. And I've, I'm like, I want to say that they're a better team with Ziegler. Like, just not as much in the uh, controlling team as, like, he usually does. And, I mean, it's two games, so I can't say it, like, can't say that I'm right or not. But, I mean, just what they did to Duke. Like, Duke was red hot. So many people had them going so far in this tournament. And then just bottling them. It's unreal. They're too soft. This is what it came down to. They were soft. They they said Plavsic go in there and push Filipowski around until he cries, and he that's all he did. He just pushed him around all game, and Filipowski just could not do anything. He just got too soft, and he's like shit. He I'm made just, him bleed right off the jump. He bled every time he every <laughs> time he touched the ball. <laughs> and Tennessee played nine deep, significant minutes. If you're gonna play fo- if you're gonna play football and play nine guys. Who you're gonna win against a soft <laughs> team like Duke? Dude, just watching the game, like Duke could not touch the paint. There, no guard could get inside of nine. It was just all flop, their they were like flopping, throwing their head around. It's like suck it up and go. Like they couldn't go through Tennessee either. Tennessee's so big, they just bullied them. It was men versus boys to a T. <laughs> yeah, and no. Somebody was talking about it too. He said the refs, the refs in this like tournament, all regions, everything, they're letting everyone play. Like it's phys- it's more physical than it's ever been, like all year. Yeah. All any conference, anything. So like right now, if it keeps going like that, Tennessee, like Houston, Tennessee those teams are gonna fucking gonna... it's gonna help them so much because that's what they do. And the men against boys thing is it's like a thing like if you're a fifth year a team full of fifth years what are you 25 years old 24 years old <laughs> and all these other guys are 18 19 year olds yeah so grown ass man you got duke freshman 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 junior freshman and then senior that actually played it's tennessee senior 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 sophomore senior senior sophomore like they just they're big guys and they just bullied them to it was the most embarrassing thing i've ever like I didn't. We didn't watch the complete game, but I rewatched like the second half, and it was crazy how much they just threw them around. I've never seen a basketball game like it. It was so <laughs> fun, it's especially because it was Duke. It was so funny. Oh yeah, I love it. Because all Duke was bitching about calls and everything. It's like man up and like push back. Like simple. Rick Barnes, bitch. Tyrese Proctor is the only person who played like he kept him in the good. game. I love Tyrese Proctor. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I'm praying that guy comes back. Okay, so then we have Kansas State, Michigan State. Uh, yeah, I mean, Luke, he kind of called with Michigan State. Izzo, I mean, I mean, the dick sucking is warranted. So, uh, granted, before I say this, but like, like I said, everybody's just like, oh yeah, duh. It's like Tom Izzo is in the Sweet Sixteen again, and I mean, just adding to his resume once again. Uh, Michigan State, they have like a really good team. Just didn't really like perform all season. Here they are uh, in the Sweet Sixteen playing Kansas State. As far as Kansas State, Marquise Noel is just unconscious. Like for in this tournament where like scoring is just not really a thing, Noel's a guy who can just turn it on and score no matter who's guarding him. And that's what he did in this Kentucky game. Kentucky could have easily won, and Noel just said no and just balled out, hit his shots when he needed them. And yeah, here they are. It's he's just playing out of his fucking mind. And what a story too! Like, grew up in New York, was five eight, transfers. Uh, where was he at before this? Like Little Arkansas, Rock. or yeah, yeah, Little Rock. And then um, Jerome Tang, when he goes gets a job, Kansas State brings him with him, and yeah, it's just hell of a hell of a story for the guy. Yeah, and um, like. So, uh, what was I going to say? Michigan State, um, like, Tom is, you say what you want. Like, yeah, he, people, people say he's overrated, blah, blah, blah. He only has one championship. But him and, like, Bayheim, I think, are, like, kind of the same where they can take any team, yeah. any seed to a Final Four, and they're always going to be good in the tournament. It's just how they are, whether the talent. Like, if you put, like, Tom Izzo on the Kentucky talented team, like, North Carolina talent team, like, they would be so good. What was it? He has, would dominate. He only has four first round picks since 09 or something. Yeah, like that. and he still do, like dominates like these tournament games. It's like he's a monster. And like Marquette, it was just he just got out coached. I thought like Shaka Marquette's good, but Tyler Kolick was horrible, first of all. Well, Absolutely terrible. He'd start off the game, gets hurt. And no, then, that wasn't this game. He got or, hurt in the first well, game. All right, my bad. He gets in foul trouble in this game. Then Shaka like sits him the whole first half. And the thing is, he fouled. <laughs> Both times he fouled, um, was it Sissoko or Hauser or something like that? Uh, Hauser right away. Twice. So it's like, like, Kolok's a guard, veteran guard, very smart player. I think I would have trusted him. Like, you're not going to win this game without him playing the I'm not, majority of the game. It might, this is my opinion, but I mean, I think they still kept it close. And then he came in. T- Kept turning the ball over. Like I never he was seen horrible. Him ever he gave do that. The, he was giving the bitches hit the ball. Like that just had giving to be, it to him had to be like a career high in turnovers. I don't know what the fuck happened to him because he absolutely never does that. If I could bet on like anybody in this tournament, damn near to ever do that, he'd be the last person I'd bet on. But um, yeah, it's he was bad. Just admit it, Joey. No, yeah, he was. That's <laughs> what I, I'm just. I mean, everything I said about him was just bad. I mean, I know I kind of took a sh- little shot at Shaka, but yeah, no, yeah. Tyler Cook was bad. There's just no way around. He had seven points, five assists, six turnovers. Like uncharacteristic, yeah. But he was just bad. But he they got he got outplayed by Michigan State's guards. Tyson Walker and Hogard had really good games, and they just, he's outplayed. They just outplayed Kolek, and that was pretty much the difference. I thought Tyson Walker too is just hitting unbelievable shots. He do, have I not been saying that no, all year long that he just can that he makes layups like he is like a Kyrie Irving of college basketball layup wise. He makes these layups. It's not like he's throwing them up there. He does this all year, Joey. I, under, I understand. I'm not. I'm just saying. Like it's just fucking insane. 
Like I'm not I'm not yeah. saying that's like that's not the reason they lost Marquette right, right. got outplayed. Simple. Yeah, I mean, Marquette has no excuses to it. It was still it. a really good game. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they just got outplayed. And phenomenal game. Yeah, it was Michigan State was a better team at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I hundred percent they were. The guards outplayed their guards, which is like it's a guard tournament. You look at the teams left, guard heavy, like most of them, and their guards outplayed Marquette's guards. Simple. And then Sissoko just came up with two big blocks too. Mm-hmm. It was huge. They and then Michigan State yeah. made big plays when they needed to, and Marquette didn't. Like Tyson Walker. Well, called the biggest rebound of all time. Biggest, like Tom Izzo, that fist pump he threw. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I yeah, thought. that's awesome. And no, then you, you Tyson Walker about... picking, uh, I don't know who the guy was dribbling. He just picked him and got a wide open dunk. That was the game, game. That was the game right there. I know uh, you were talking about it. A lot of people do. But, like, uh, Tom Izzo, <laughs> he'll motherfucker his kids all day. But then, like, right as, right as like, they're winning or the like, game's over, they got it wrapped up, like – you know these kids just fucking love him. He's mm-hmm. like a great guy, great coach, and it's just hilarious. Like, uh, uh, Marquette called a timeout after a player dunked the ball, and I think he hung on the rim too long, and the whole crowd's oh going nuts for Michigan State. And the first thing Izzo does in the timeout is just start motherfucking whoever goes hanging on the rim. Yeah, he broke his clipboard this game. Yeah, he broke his clipboard. <laughs> yeah, snapped yeah. two hands, bent, broke it. It's fucking muscles, strength. Yeah, I mean the Michigan State. They, yeah, I thought. I thought they were a better team. I thought Marquette was kind of overrated all year, but then they proved, kept proving me wrong. They won the Big East, won the Big East like tournament, destroyed but Vermont. Came down to destroyed Vermont, but I guess close at half. But Vermont is two fifteen, so that's if that's what you want to end the Marquette season with, you can have it. But I say you can say we destroyed. I don't know. Destroyed I don't know Vermont, what's guys. up your ass with Marquette. I, mean, I, I said they're, they're kind of overrated all year, and Michigan State outplayed I don't so know badly. how they were overrated. They, they lost the second round of the tournament to Michigan State. Yeah, which is not bad. They're by far the best seven. Yeah, but seven versus two, Joey. And they probably <laughs> wouldn't get a seven, like, if, like, just how the seeding went with Big Ten. I mean, what they, do you mean? What, fine. They still lost. If they were a five, they still lost to a worse seed. Shout out to Big Ten, by the way, for having the most teams in the tournament. Only one Big Ten teams left. That's fucking ridiculous. And it's a seven seed. Yeah. The I mean, I've been I've been um defending Michigan State all year long, and it has been hard because they just lose games where they shouldn't lose. But I've been defending them all year long. I had them winning the Big, Big Ten tournament. I've just Kept saying um, they were good with Malik Hall when he plays, but he kept going in and out of the lineup all year long, and finally it's coming to fruition. This team healthy is a good basketball team, and here they are in the Elite Eight, or Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Going to be Elite Eight. Hopefully. I, I, the thing is with that game is, like, I'll get into it later because we'll talk about it. We got to talk about Kentucky. What a fucking idiot Coach Cal, Cal is. <laughs> yeah. you, Please, have we not been talking about how much of a dumbass he is? And then he goes on to say the little guy, the little kid. That's he, so fucked in the press up. conference, he, did you see that? Yeah. He just goes, the little kid had hit shots. Do you know what that that tells me a couple of things? One, you just don't respect K State at all, or you don't respect Marquis Noel at all. Or you did not prepare at all. Like you did not know who he was. Like what do you not watch film? Do you not prepare? Like what's going on? That's Coach Calfoy. He's such a fucking. People are saying too, and instead of saying like Keontae Johnson or whatever, he just goes Johnson made that shot, and then the little guy. I don't think he, good. I don't think he prepares for the game. He just goes we're ta- more talented than them. I don't care. I honestly I don't think he cares. Is, better than him. And the th- 
I'm not even going to start with him. He is such a... I hate him. I don't know how Kentucky can um, live... Like, keep up... He has one championship? Yeah. Um, like, what the hell? No, it's crazy. No, and it's too that he, like... It's funny how you can say that about the, the little guy who's an All-American all year, plays every single minute of this game, and then he scores 27 and 9 on you. He's so like, dumb. You just got destroyed by the guy who's the little guy. And... It's like he has one champ. Like, what is he? His teams are so talented, and this always this is always how it is. Like, coaching wins you in these first couple of rounds, and even Sweet Sixteen. But then at the end of the day, you just run out of talent, which is part of like Bayheim and Izzo's problem. Like, they can coach their ass off, out coach everyone, and then to a certain point, you can out coach them, but you just run out of talent. Kentucky is just like the exact opposite. Like, they just rely on their talent. So if they can get that far, they'll be fine. But they got to get that far first. They just can't. It's so ridiculous how much of a disappointment Coach Cal is. And I hate him so much. Like, with a fan base like Kentucky, how much they, they care about basketball. How do they put up with him? Yeah, I know. It, like, he gets the best recruits damn near every year. And, like, but he his, like, goal isn't, like, even to win like, the championship pretty much. It's just it's a, probably just a cover-up. He goes, oh, I can't win. I'm just yeah, going to be like, I don't, I don't know, really but, care if I win. Like, I don't think he prepared for this game. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you not know who Marquis Noel is? That just make either maybe he did and he just does does not respect him at all, which is even worse. I feel like, like it's just so stupid. He just thinks he's better than everyone because he's at Kentucky yeah. and he gets recruits. He in he's a, he's a I don't know. I don't like him at all. Uh, moving to the Midwest, we have Houston playing Miami. Uh, Houston, I mean. Not like too much to touch up on here, other than they're just rolling. And then uh, Miami, it has always been about the U. They just roll through Indiana. Had a really good game with Drake, but it was just who's going to end up making their shots. And Miami made more shots. I mean, it was kind of ridiculous how both these teams just like couldn't fucking shoot to save their lives. But uh, yeah, Miami ended up prevailing, and um, Indiana. I mean, it kind of was all over Kent State, like. I figured they'd win this game. Um, I I don't know. I knew Indiana was, like, fraudulent. It, like, it sucks that he has to play Miami in the, in the second round. But, I mean, just to get fucking destroyed like that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and you can tell when Miami's going to win a game within the first, like, five minutes. If they're making their shots, they're just going to blow you out of the water. That's what worries me about Houston. Like, if Miami starts comes out fast, you're they're done because it's just all confidence with them. None of those players, Nigel Pack, um, uh, um, Isaiah Wong, nothing is a bad shot to them, like, in their minds. So, like, that's just confidence. Like, they're just going to pull anything. And it's, like, they're good shots. And what worries me with Miami is they got five guys, just about four or five guys on the floor that it can be their night. And it's just, you're just not going to stop them. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what happened with Indiana and Drake. But it was, like, all, all of them on the floor were all, like, on their night, they struggle against Drake, but at the end of the day, they just you get a free throw contest with Miami, you're gonna lose nine times out of ten. Ten times out of ten. Uh, we just lost Logan, so we'll be right back. All right, and we're back with Logan. Uh, Logan, Houston, Miami, whatever one you want to talk about, it's your floor. Um, so I worried a little bit about Houston, you know, with that first game. Obviously, like played a little 16 seed, a little too close, but it was Northern Kentucky, my favorite, one of my favorite teams. <laughs> we played kind of bad. I will say, but I'm like Auburn. We were like down like that whole first half and everything. But Sasser's playing really good right now. 
Mark, like Tremont Mark, if he scores above 10 points, we haven't lost yet. Obviously, they were playing bad teams. But I like the way Sasser and the way Tremont Mark are playing, so I think we'll be fine. And I think if a team's going to beat Miami with Miami's, like, kind of rolling right now with their guards, I think it's Houston because of our defense and how, like, much we get in your face, turnover, play aggressive. But I am scared about Miami because it anything can happen with those guards. If those guards get hot and we're not scoring, I don't think we can. We scored 81 against Auburn, which is – Crazy because I never thought we'd score 80 again all year. But if we don't score and those guards get hot, it's not a recipe for success. And I feel like with um, – uh, I'm not going to get too much into it because we'll come over later. But, like, it's in Houston's month. I feel like it's just an like intimidation thing. And Miami's guards, dude, I'm not scared of a goddamn thing. <laughs> you could put them up against an NBA team and they think they could probably – Score a hundred on them, like no problem. Like you said, they, you they think no, they're fucking Jesus out there. No like, they shot, think there's no shot that they think they can't make. No, exactly, and that's a scary, scary thing with the team that just loves to run the floor and just throw up shots. I love how Larinaga as a coach, he's just like, I swear, he just thinks it is that he's like, I'm just gonna let the kids play today. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't know if you heard, Logan, I don't know if you hear me, but I was like, they got four guys that can be their night, and you're just not gonna stop them. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't hear that, but Pack scared. Jordan Miller, Wuga. Yeah, and it's like Houston. Obviously, every round is going to get tougher for us. Like I really like how we play against Auburn, though. But Houston, I guarantee this game it's going to be first half to be Miami, and then Houston's going to run the second half. That's what we do. That's probably what we're going to do all tournament. I really do think it's going to be like first half. It's either going to be like tied or like close, and then Houston just out rebounds you, out defends you, out. Just that they get to their team. We just wear the other team out. That's kind of what we do. But I'm actually really, really scared. Kind of shaking my boots right now because we play Miami. I don't think you want to get down to a team like Miami, Logan. Oh, no, I don't. Back, dude. I don't really want to play Miami. Well, yeah, I know. You just, like you said, like, you're, you guys you guys all will probably be down. We'll just win in the second half. If you're down to Miami, you like Indiana was down. They got back in it. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, like you blink and they're down 15. Yeah, I feel like, like you don't want to get down to these guys. Even if you keep it close to them, if they could just like hit and just no matter how good a defense you play, like they could just hit their shots and the game could be over. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get down and rely on a good second half. Oh, I know. I hope we're not down, but I'm scared. Guys. I'm really scared. I'm actually very scared. Very, very scared. Yeah, this is not the team that this is like a recipe. Like like it happened to Houston last year. They ran to Villanova who had guards. Yeah, like, a, well, like guards those are, guards don't know. Don't know what just counters Houston in every aspect. No, what I'm saying, they got guards and guards on guards like that can handle the ball. Like that worries me. I know, it scares me too. Uh, next, we have Xavier in Texas in the Sweet 16. So yeah, my Longhorns were fucking rolling right now. Uh, like Colgate game was a joke. We were at this game. And I was just laughing from start to finish. <laughs> um, then we played Penn State. Penn State. Gave us a pretty good run for their money. Granted, Penn State was really hot. Andrew Funk, I've, it's like almost sad that their run had to end here because how he performed his first game was one of the most unreal things I've ever seen in my life. Me and Luke left this game at half because, well, one, we were there literally all day watching basketball, and then, two, we had money on Texas A&M, and Funk could not miss a fucking shot. He literally made three. Like, granted, from the logo, granted, look, the logo is pretty far. Like it stretches out pretty far, but still, it's still really deep fucking threes, and he's just throwing up heat checks, making them unreal. But anyway, uh, yeah, we we uh, 
we're able to get it out, get it done with Penn State. Now we're playing Xavier. Now Xavier is scaring the shit out of me. Their starting five is unreal. Um, there's plenty of guys that could give us problems on this team. Um, yeah, Xavier's playing pretty decent basketball right now. <laughs> Pitt. So Xavier played Pitt, beat him, whatever. Pitt held Iowa State to 41 points. I just had to get that out of the way. Uh, yeah, I know Iowa lost, but we didn't score 41 points to a fucking ACC basketball team. So, um, yeah, that was fun year. Talking about Iowa State, don't have to do that anymore. But, uh, yeah, um, I guess <laughs> to finish off my rant, um, Xavier – this starting five is just going to give me nightmares until the the ball's tipped on whatever night we play. Yeah, um, if I if it, it, it's either going, I hope it's either Texas and Houston or Xavier Miami because I Xavier Miami would be an awesome game. It would oh, be so yeah. much fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, Xavier struggled against Kansas State, but whatever. And then uh, beat Pitt pretty bad as eleven, but they smoked them. And Texas on the other hand. I think they've been taking care of business too. So you got two teams that I don't think really have had a test necessarily. I mean, obviously you look at some of the scores, they're close, but Texas has always answered when they needed to. Xavier's answered when they needed to all tournament. So I think it's going to be an awesome game. And it's what it comes down to is like Sean Miller versus a rookie head coach kind of feels like. So I don't know. It's going to be tough for Texas. I actually think this is a really tough game for Texas. I think Xavier's going to win. Yeah, I mean, it's not a hot take. The thing uh, is with Texas is they got teams come. Colgate started to creep on them. Penn State started to creep on them. But when they need a shot, they hit They hit it. Well, it's crazy. Like, all year, I mean, I've talked about just, like, how frustrated to get with Texas just because of the inconsistency. But what's nuts is if one player's playing inconsistent, there's always another player on the team who's just making up for it. Yeah, you got like, seven guys that can score. Serge Barry Rice in the Colgate game hits five threes in a row, misses the next one, and then hits another one, and it's like, what the fuck? We shot, what, like almost 70% from three in the first game? Yeah. And then in the next game, we weren't, like, hitting our threes, really. And then there's Dylan DeSue dropping 30 off strictly floaters, just getting whatever mm-hmm. he wanted. It was fucking awesome, <laughs> and but that's just the thing with tech. Like, there's, I don't know. You never know which guy's gonna go off. That's why it's so frustrating for me being a Texas fan. But what two of them always do show up? Yeah, they got so think, many guys. This is obviously gonna sound kind of stupid, but <clears throat> if Texas finds a way to guard them, they're gonna win because Xavier really doesn't guard. So yeah, and Texas's defense has been pretty good this tournament. So. Yeah, they, I mean, they're holding these teams to like 60. I think even Penn State was inside that. So, find a way to guard Xavier because Xavier just scored a lot the last game. So, Funk, Funk had some really good looks in Penn, in that Penn State game. Like that winter guy was the guy who like was giving us the most trouble, I think. But, uh, yeah, Funk was just missing him. But the thing with Xavier, I can't even say Xavier doesn't have well, – they, I mean, they don't have like a Funk type player, but they definitely – Kunkel. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Sully Boom is that when he gets hot, he's hot. Yeah, I mean that's the firsthand part. It's just and they beat the piss like out with, of Providence with uh, Penn State. You really had like two guys that like, you really had to worry about, and then the rest. I mean, the rest can kind of take care of itself. But with Xavier, I mean, whoever has the ball, you can put it in the fucking hole. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's only gonna get tougher. Like that's part of the tournament, yeah. so it's yeah. not like you don't expect it. So. 
Uh, now, moving into the West region, we have Arkansas versus UConn. So, Arkansas, they yeah, pretty good game against Illinois. Then they beat the defending champs, Kansas, 72-71. to 71. It Like, Kansas, for the most part, I didn't really – I figured Kansas would just pull it out. I mean, they had, like, a decent lead, like, throughout the 12 whole game. 12 in the second half. It, like, just when Arkansas, you think, might be doing something, Kansas would just still kind of, like, pull away. I mean, just keep – like, just keep, you know, keeping their distance or whatever. Then, yeah, here comes Arkansas. Jordan Walsh is a huge three. Um, I mean, they're just playing awesome basketball. Then having Musselman rip his shirt off right in front of us, that was one of the coolest things to see in person. Yeah, I mean, Eric Musselman is one of the best coaches in college basketball. I mean, two ba- March. back-to-back. Yeah, literally back-to-back elite eights, and then a Sweet 16 appearance as an eight seed. So, and you beat a one. I mean, I don't know how you can really argue so far with his resume. And if you're, like, Kentucky, like, fans, going back to Kentucky, you got to be scared shitless when you have um, Nate Oates and Eric Musman in your conference doing this and you're over there just not playing worth a shit in this in this tournament the last few years. So, yeah, you're shitting your pants right now and shaking in your boots at these teams. And well, especially with Arkansas, like, I mean, the main talent on their team is freshmen. Yeah, and we still got to get it done. It, like, there's no, there's no like differences kind of between Kansas and Arkansas where you have like these all Americans, but then you also have really good transfers on your team. But Arkansas, it figures out how to fucking win, and they had to play Kansas. They didn't have to play Tennessee. I mean, well, I guess not. Not Tennessee. Who the fuck they play? Uh, who they lose to? Who? Oh, Kansas State. I didn't hear. Oh, yeah. K-State. But, yeah, I mean, I would way fucking rather play K-State in Kansas. And oh, shit, Arkansas yeah. still pulled it out. It's um, crazy. The, like, Arkansas, so they got so much talent, with, like, in their freshman with Anthony Black, Nick Smith, and Jordan Walsh. But, I mean, the, the veteran, like, like, experience with Devo and Ricky Council took over in this game. Like, just like, give me the ball, get out of the way. I'm going to do whatever I can. Devo just dominated. They couldn't guard him, and Ricky Council when Devo went out, just like give me the ball, I'll take over. Now that he's out, and that's that was the, that was the difference. They just took over this game. Kansas second half. Um, what did Jalen Wilson ended with twenty? Uh, but Jordan Walsh put him in a box in that second half. He could not get anything off other than going to the free throw line. Now it's like Jordan Walsh was the spark plug they needed. He got the biggest offensive tip ever. Like. And like I've seen in a while, he just that tip was so big because that was a one point game. Yeah, the one point game, Kansas would have the ball, only need a bucket. And I saw Kamai Johnson. This is what he said to Jordan Walsh. He said, "Just spin off of him, and the ball will come straight to you." Jordan Walsh spun right off him. Ball came to him, tipped it out to Council, and boom. And then Council, Logan, talk about that, just attacking the rim. But this Arkansas team, this this is the Arkansas team we've been waiting for all year, and it's finally showing out what these guys can do. And they, I don't even think they played that good of a game. Yeah, it's that's what I was just going to say. It's absolutely nuts because Nick Smith, their, like, number one offense threat that we've been talking about, like, before the tournament started, is doing nothing. Yeah, I, just, I think second half, Musselman's just like, we got to we gotta lean on this. We got to get stops. And we got guys that can score on offense. We got Devo and Ricky Council, so we can try and do something. We got to get stops, though. So I just don't think uh, Nick Smith really, really fit that. Even the first game, he's struggled big time. Yeah, but he he only played 16 minutes in the second game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is Luke's team to talk about. He covered it all. I just wanted to point out what the fuck Ricky – I mean, he got the ball. 
they're up one. All you got to do is kind of walk it out like 20 seconds left. Maybe get fouled and there's like 15. This man catches the ball at like the three-point free throw line and just fucking attacks three guys. Yeah, yeah. Goes up for a layup, throwing, swinging, every arm just everywhere. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, Because I had the fucking – I had their money line and I have them going to the lead eight. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, it ended up working out because that's the type of, that's the type of team Arkansas is. So any guy in that situation is going right through. Just Arkansas. That's, that's how Arkansas nuts. is. That's called – that's playing to win and play and not playing to not lose. Exactly. Not if you're playing to not lose, you dribble that thing out. They come and foul you. Now you got to shoot free throws. Playing to win, you're like, I'm gonna fucking end one. I'm sealing this game. He we're almost had an end one too. He almost made it. Yeah, we're. He's like, we're going up yeah. four. I don't give a shit about three. I'm making but, this bucket oh, and one. And that Jordan Walsh three pointer though, down one. The possession before he had. An, Corner three with time running out on the shot clock, and he had decided to try to dribble in, shoot a fadeaway, and he just airballed it. So they leave him open the next possession, hits a three, goes up one, timeout Kansas. I'm like, this is awesome. And the, the momentum swung. He's just screaming like after he hit that three. That was fucking awesome. And yeah, I mean, Devo Davis, I couldn't love him enough after this game. He just took over. They could not guard Both him. Both games we saw him play, he's just unreal. I fucking love him. I, I, I kept telling these guys I was with, I'm like, he just does not want to lose this game. Like, he's he's only a junior. I thought he was a senior. He's like, he is putting this fre- these freshmen on his back, and he's like, I'm taking over and winning this big game. Uh, let's talk about UConn a little bit. Wait, can I say one thing oh, yeah, about yeah. Kansas? Uh, the last six defending, like, champions, round of 32, Kansas, Baylor round of 32, Virginia round of 64, Villanova round of 32, North Carolina round of 32 and Villanova round of 32. Yeah, and like some of those teams come back really good, but a lot of those teams come back as a much lesser of themselves, obviously. You know what I mean? Like yeah. obviously they're not as good because NBA, they go to teams, they good players go to the NBA. So it's kind of like not too surprising, but like 32 is like weird. At least like Sweet 16, like, you would think. Yeah, but like Kansas came back with everything. Baylor was a one not seed. Not everything. Kansas lost a lot. Yeah, I know, but they still came back as a number one. Right. Like Baylor came back as the number one, I think Villanova and, and North Carolina came back. Arkansas in the second round, though, that is really fucking. It sucks. So- that, that sucks. Yeah, like they're an eight. Yeah, they're an eight. They struggle all year, but they're like. I think they would have rolled Illinois. Yeah, yeah, I think so yeah. too. But even Illinois was a team that, with so much talent, can put it together at the right time. It was both those teams were like that. Like Arkansas never got blown out though in the year. Like they were, they were beating a lot of these. Like Bama, they're up at half. A and M, they're up at half, and a lot like. They lost those. They lost A and M twice at the end of the year, kind of the tournament when they're up at half. Bama, they were beating them at half. They lost. Like they were in every game. It's just like they just blow it. It was hilarious. We yeah, were up by fifteen at half. We were sitting yeah. behind these dads uh, at the game, and this guy's like yelling at the Argon- at like Arkansas while they were playing Illinois, and his wife next to him just laughing at him like, "Why are you getting so like emotionally invested in like Arkansas or whatever?" And he's like. They've been doing this all fucking year. He's like, I bet way too much money on these guys for them to keep doing this shit. And Luke's like, yeah, this is typical Arkansas. Like, uh, they go up at half, then just blow it, whatever, you know. And thank God they did it, but it almost felt yeah. like it. Like, it, you said, you told me walking to the game, you're like, if they're up by 12 at halftime, like, we're fucked. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I just love Arkansas because usually you got, like, one or two guys that will just, like, go in there, go after every ball, just be a bruise, like, good junkyard guy, like a, I don't know, garbage guy. 
But they got the Mitchell twins are like that. Kamani Johnson does that. Jordan Walsh does that. They got four guys out there that just go balls to the walls when they're in there because they got their rotation. They can just go all out and get try to get every rebound and loose ball. They got like four guys that do that, which is awesome. Uh, then, yeah, nice. UConn, they're just rolling. I mean, UConn was one of them teams. They fit like the whole Ken Palm narrative of what like all the national champions could be. But, I mean, nobody really talked about them as being like a possible contender. I mean, right now they're – it's looking great, just steamroll Iona. Granted, Patino's foot was out the door. Then uh, they go to they play St. Mary's. I mean, St. Mary's has been playing really good basketball all year, uh, tied for, for their conference to win it. And, um, yeah, beat them by 15. I mean, they just handled them. Jordan Hawkins, Jordan Hawkins yesterday just chucking up, like, what some would say bad shots, but it's Jordan Hawkins, so he's going to fucking make it, and you're just like, you just deal with it. And, yeah, I love watching him play so much, and I hope UConn keeps going on this run, but obviously they have to play Arkansas this weekend, so. Yeah, like, the, the thing is they can shoot, they can defend, they're big. Like, they just got, like, all aspects of, like, how to win basketball games. And they, they do it, they defend well, like, it's all that. So, they're a very good team. They just kind of struggle to, for a little stretch, and they got a four, like, a four seed when they easily should be, like, a two or three, I feel like. And that's just how it is, but... They're playing really good basketball right now. A team that you really don't want to see, but you have to eventually see them. Like, Arkansas is an eight. Like, you can't really pick and choose who you want to play as an eight seed. So, I think Arkansas can beat them because I think we can defend. But, like, at, like St. Mary's is obviously a really good defense team, but Arkansas is so athletic and just like – like, they're, if they just match too. up with UConn, like, where we can, we can size them up. We can kind of defend them because we're just as more athletic than them. So, I just think – I Arkansas has a very good chance to win this game, but obviously UConn is UConn. They're a really good team too. But I don't know. I I I'm excited for this one. It's going to be a fucking hell of a game. It's going to be a grinded out size with athleticism everywhere. It's going to be fucking awesome. You think you think Walsh will guard Walsh will guard Hawkins though? I don't probably. I I have no idea. He comes off the bench, so like I don't know. Yeah, I was just wondering if they'd put him on. Because, like, Walsh could always – because, like, with the size down low, I don't know if Walsh would be on. Like, Sonogo's only two inches taller than him, so. Yeah, we got we got the Mitchells and um, Kamani Johnson, so. Yeah, I don't – I just – it's – I hope – That's the other I think, thing. That's oh, another thing. If you got a good good big guy, we got – like, Arkansas has three guys they can throw at him. Four if you count Jalen Graham. Like, they can they can use their fouls. Like, yeah. Beat it's going to be physical. Physical. Get physical, exactly. And then, last but not least, we have Gonzaga versus UCLA. Um, UCLA suck it out versus Northwestern. Fucking wax UNC Asheville. Uh, Gonzaga, really close game with TCU. Drew Timmy just took over at the end of the game. Insane bad beat uh, for all of you uh, Gonzaga betters. But, um, yeah, I mean, we don't really have to talk about Grand Canyon or fucking... Well, I guess we do at Arizona State. What what happened in that game? I don't even the remember. One, one guy had a buzzer beater. Uh, I forget his name. Number 21. He had like a buzzer beater floater or like towards the end of the game. But it's like whatever. Like T, TCU and Gonzaga game was such a good game. TCU had it, but it's like it's only a matter of time before Gonzaga got hot and they got hot quick. They hit like four threes in a row to take the lead. And Timmy was literally unguardable. But talk about Mike Miles too. Oh my fucking god! But he he got cold at the end. And that's kind of what the difference was. Yeah, that's what Strother and Bolin are the ones that got him the lead, though. 
Yeah, I know. Bolton hit two. Strother hit one. But Timmy was not fucking losing the game. He even said it after the after the game. He's like, we've been to seven straight uh, Sweet 16s. And our, I was like, I told our guys at halftime, he's like, we're not going to be the team that fucks it up. He said that after the game. And he dominated uh, in that second half. That's why I had him winning. That's why I have him in my final four because of him. Yeah, and like UCLA, I mean, I don't think they really had a test yet. Like Asheville's, they were supposed to be decent, but like not UCLA caliber. And Northwestern, I don't think it's very good either. So I, I really don't know what to think about UCLA I right mean, now. Northwestern is a good defense team, right? Um, I mean, sixteen points ain't bad. I mean, especially in this tournament. But I mean, Gonzaga, I mean, if they can throw up eighty four against TCU, it's, I mean, it should be a fun matchup. Should we? Are we giving our predictions for each game, or how do we want to go about this? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, like, talk about it, too. All right, so let's we start off. Include the spread and stuff, and, like, over. Probably do it. Yeah, do you have the spreads? I can pull it up. All right. Yeah, just be like, who's going to win? Say the spread. Like, if you think this team's going to win, if they'll cover over, under, everything. All in one. Actually, I'll, I can get it quick. Okay, yeah. You want it? others? I got it right here. You got it? I want to say one thing. Just, um, like I said, the thing about guards, look at every team left. Alabama, like, you could count Brandon Miller as a guard pretty much. But, like, JQ, like, their best guys playing right now are guards. San Diego State, probably kind of more everything. Creighton's more everything, but they got really good guards. Princeton, I don't even know. FAU, obviously, they just score, score, score. Tennessee's kind of all-around defense. K-State's guards. Michigan State's got experienced guards. Gonzaga's got guards and they're everything ucla has got experience arkansas is like guards it's council and devo davis are kind of taking over they don't got any bigs uconn's kind of more all around xavier texas has really good guards xavier's got good guards miami does houston does and it's and like look at teams that lost purdue like arizona these duke like their best players are bigs it's like you can't win in this tournament with Indiana. being your best guy, being big. Indiana, it just doesn't work. You can have good bigs. You can be like a Gonzaga, a be like a Creighton, where you got a really good big guy and also really good guards that could almost be better than them if you like think about how important they are. But I just thought that's worth uh, saying. It's like you don't win this tournament anymore with big with a, being a big guy because you can you can game plan around just double and triple teaming them. If your guards can't hit shots and make plays, this year's not going to win. All right, first game on Thursday, 5.30 on TBS. We have Michigan State minus two versus Kansas State, and I, I'm i just going to ride this Michigan State train. I think overall they're just a better team than Kansas State. I I don't know. Outside of outside of um, Johnson and Noel, I'm not the most confident of them, but then you look over at Michigan State where everybody's playing great ball right now. Um, they're – it's is O two. I have to stick with Michigan State. I yeah, I think I Jerome Tang. I love him. Like he's an awesome coach. But I think you get. I I just like Michigan State. You give is a time to prepare for a team like K State, and this is the one thing I really like. Can Kentucky switched everything. And how many times does Noel have a mismatch? He had like Tashibwe on him or something. Just dominated. Michigan State goes over every screen. At least they just did that against the last two teams they played. But they they fight through it, and now you can't get mismatches against them. Like, the so way you I, should play a screen, which is that what I absolutely, <laughs> which is what I absolutely love. So that's that is one thing. So I just, th- I think outside of like Noel and um, 
Keontae, I just don't really know what, what they really got, honestly. So I really like Michigan State just because you got Izzo and just how they defend in general because you're not going to get many mismatches with them. And I feel like a little guy like Noel, he's awesome, unbelievable. But if you can't get mismatches with him, I just think that you can kind of get boxed. Michigan State plays really physical defense too. Yep, and those teams, like I said, are winning right now. But um, I think Michigan State handles them. I think Tom Izzo is actually going to know who Marquis Samoa is. So I think Kansas State – Kansas State easily can make a run, though, with Marquis Samoa, like Johnson, Keontae Johnson. But it's like a scary game, but I still think Michigan State handles them because they have two good guards just as well. Like they have guards that can handle right play right with them. So Yeah, I mean, like Jerome Tank said, they got dudes, but so does Michigan State. Like it's going to be just – it's going to be Tyson Walker and Noel just throwing jabs at each other all game long. Haymakers. That so interview, though, was so funny. We got dudes. Which, no, none more of that coaches. We got boys. Absolute dudes. Which they absolutely you know? do. Like, I I love uh, Tang, but I just think it comes to an end. I just think Michigan There was something, though, like with – because Marquise Noel is like a Harlem, like – No one, like, yeah. playing the Harlem or something. He's going to Madison Square Garden, I think, for this game. So he's, like, returning or something they're saying, but – I don't give a shit. Tom is over that shit. Uh, the next game I have six fifteen Arkansas versus UConn. UConn's favored by three and a half, and I'm going to stick with UConn. Um, well, one I have them in my Final Four, but I mean for the reason that I was talking about UConn earlier. I mean I think they can muck it up just like Arkansas can. I mean it's really I don't think you can pick a wrong side in this game, but um, I just trust them way more offensively. I mean they've shown plenty of times during the season like how they can just score in punches and just really put it on teams and um yeah i mean i know arkansas they it's like there's a rare defense team they, they probably haven't seen like with all the athleticism and size but i don't know i'm just gonna trust uconn here yeah because i think the big east is probably the most the least athletic conference yeah anyone and you look at top like the top teams like just no athleticism, no not great defense. So I don't think you kind of seen anything like an Arkansas. St. Mary's is good defense, but this is not athleticism. Not even close. And first of all, UConn was down to Iona, and I think they're also down to St. Mary's at half. Both games, they ended up pulling away, which is obviously good. Good second half, but I I think Arkansas the way they defend, like this physical, athletic, just everything they can really hurt UConn because UConn does not have a playmaker on their team. Like, they don't. I don't, like, I, it's Andre Jackson, but I'm taking, like, I, I'm not a big fan of him. And he he's a really good playmaker for him, but they got size to guard him. Like, we got size to guard all these guys, and I just think you can throw multiple bodies at uh, Sonogo, give him different looks, and I think this is a bad matchup for UConn, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you just... With size, too, even, like, UConn's guards, you can throw any guy at any guy. Like, no team can do that against UConn because of size. And, I think, like, Arkansas yeah. has size. This is ever on the floor. There's not one guy who will get in the game for Arkansas. There's not – like, besides, like, maybe, like, Pinion's a little less athletic and everything, but mm-hmm. it's like he's not going to play much. It's all just size, athleticism, constant on the floor for Arkansas. And UConn hasn't seen that all year. Yeah, I think you can pressure their guards. And I think – uh I think our, the reason Arkansas beat Kansas was they were just way more physical in the second half. Like, going around screens is bumping every time. Like, bumping them away from it. And um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. <sighs> I get a point. But, yeah, I thought that's why they won that game. And I just, I don't know. I just don't think UConn seen it. And, oh, I know what it was. Last year, UConn played New Mexico State. Chris Jans was the coach. And 
you know, his defense, like he doesn't. Yeah. And they, they struggled, but obviously I guess you kind of beating us by 20. <laughs> like, like like we did like we just don't score like yeah, that's the yeah. thing like no, that's why that's the only reason why i picked uconn i just trust him but like we scored against we scored against illinois we scored against kansas so um all right so next we have florida atlantic florida atlantic at atlantic versus tennessee uh give me rocky top i mean fau is a make your shots team tennessee can easily muck it up with them and just fucking demolish it i mean there's just no way that FAU had seen anything close to what Tennessee's going to throw at them. Memphis. And I still don't good think defensive. they're – I know they're not Tennessee defense, right. but they're good defense. Yeah, I mean – Should have lost that game, but – Yeah. That's fuck. Good. I mean, it wasn't even that – it wasn't even that turnover at the end. The calls at the end were, like, really bad. Yeah. They didn't give Penny Hardaway a timeout, and then turn turnover it was just – refs kind of screwed them, but – But anyway, yeah, I like Rocky Top. Yeah, they should win, but I mean, everybody's on Tennessee. I'm pretty sure. I think I got a, a thing about the pot. Like so far, obviously. Not yeah, I mean, so far I've taken straight favorites. So everybody's gonna be. Yeah, I give you the percentages, but uh, UConn the miss the Michigan State game is pretty even, sixty-one thirty-nine. K State sixty-one. Arkansas forty-two percent. UConn's fifty-eight. This FAU is like seventy-three on Tennessee because I think everyone's just like Tennessee dominated Duke. Yeah, FAU. No one likes them right now, so <laughs> uh, that's a really good point. I I don't even think those numbers like a seventy three twenty seven percent of bets is even like you can really go off of. Yeah, like a lot of it's just like bet, emotional. just emotional yeah. things. But I think Tennessee does the, beat them. The stat was like if your team's sixty percent betted on the other team covers, but then the one day there was like three teams in a row that I bet on, and they like there was like three teams I didn't bet on, but there's three, three teams that all hit that had the uh, that had the sixty percent. So like kind of canceled out, but Tennessee won't even let him score over. They won't even touch the sixties. Yeah, I mean, it's, like yeah, I don't think they will either. But like FAU can run and like they run and gun so much. So like that's how they play basketball. Like they're not gonna be scared. They're gonna come in and play their style. And yeah, they can score. But like Tennessee's played the Bamas and all these teams that run like a motherfucker and just score points. And I don't think yeah. FAU and Tennessee's the way Tennessee's defense played against Duke. I don't see any team scoring. Except for obviously the high power offenses, but I don't see FAU scoring. I mean, I I know FAU is a high power offense. Like they run, they score, they shoot. But I, I don't. It's just Tennessee's defense is too fucking good. It's they're. I mean, FAU like their guards are what can like really fuck you, and Tennessee necessarily like their guards necessarily aren't like the defensive <laughs> stoppers. I feel like you know what I mean. And, and yeah, and yeah, no, I agree with that. I think F FAU is like coming to this game like absolutely nothing to lose at all. Like Tennessee's got so much pressure. Like you just beat Duke in a physical game, and now you should easily beat FAU, right? And like you have a pretty clear shot to the it's final two four. Totally different teams too. You got a clear shot to the four. final four if you're thinking about Tennessee perspective, like K State, Michigan State, and then you look at all the other regions. Like how tough those are. It's like we. I don't know. I feel like they could get overlooked, but yeah. I mean, Tennessee only getting five. It's kind of yeah. I just, I just think there could be a little like I don't know overlooking them a little bit after yeah. coming off a big win against Duke. Like I don't know. Uh, then Gonzaga versus UCLA. I mean, I'm honestly just gonna go straight from gut pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Gonzaga. Like Drew Timmy's gonna be Timmy. He has been all year, but how the guys are playing around him lately is just unreal. 
And, um, yeah, I'm just going to stick with them. I, when, before Clark went out, I was going to have them like as my champion, but now that he is out, it's just, I don't know. I just feel weird about them. Them keeping it close with Northwestern. I know Northwestern. That scares me. Yeah, I know Northwestern. Like they, technically, are a really good defense team, but I don't know. That's just. I think yeah, they're good defense. I just think they're more slow than the, like really good defense. Yeah, I get what you mean. But they are so good defense. Like yeah, you're right. Um, but I think it's another coin flip game. Mm-hmm, like both absolutely. teams have so much to offer. I mean, both these teams could go to the next couple rounds. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think. Singleton is playing hurt. Bonus playing hurt. Jalen Clark is hurt. Hami Hakez and Drew Timmy are the exact same player. Like, exact same. I don't care what, like, you can't tell me different. Hami Hakez has a little more outside game, but they just play the exact same play style of basketball. And Timmy's just better at it. Um, I think Timmy has, like, better, like, footwork and shit. Yeah, right. But No, they're no, they, they just, like, very similar. Same height, kind of. Ish. I mean, I think Timmy's bigger, well, but Timmy's like definitely more. Or, yeah, uh, back to basket. And, they, and Gonzaga is, they can just get hot, and you cannot stop them. And that's just how they are. And it's not like they've played cupcake teams. They have not played good teams. But St. Mary's is a really good defense, and they two games they hung decent amount of points on. They beat them by 30, 40 in the championship. So Gonzaga's seen good defense. These players have seen good defense. They've been around for how many, like, two couple years now. Well, and their non-conference every year is stacked. Yeah, so I, I think they're be- they're ready. I, th- I like Gonzaga. I know I have them, but UCLA not having Jalen Clark is massive. <laughs> He'd be guarding the Strothers and the Boltons yeah, and them. So I don't know. I just I like Gonzaga. I, I'm taking them, but it's gonna be a good one. Because yeah, look, we you talked to me about. He was like, I think UCLA makes Final Four or whatever, and I said, I don't, I don't, I don't like it because of no Jalen Clark, and obviously they're banged up. If they're fully healthy, I probably have UCLA winning this, but without Jalen Clark, probably one of the better defending defending guards in college basketball. Out, I don't know how. I just don't think their defense is as strong, and Gonzaga's offense is currently sitting at number one on Ken Palm now. I think Gonzaga, I think Gonzaga gets done. I mean, they're plus two and a half too, which I think is a great pick because you're getting two points. UCLA. It's be a- I don't think UCLA has been tested at all this tournament yet either. They haven't. They haven't been t- Northern Northwestern. Northwestern it was five point game. They were up pretty big, and Northwestern came like, back that's right not there. Even like that. Like Northwestern was a team. Like they couldn't yeah. even get ranked, and they're and they were like winning, like second in the Big Ten. Yeah, I just I don't, don't think, think they've like been a, tested like Gonzaga has. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think Gonzaga gets it done easily. Not easily, but I like Gonzaga. Uh, Friday, Alabama versus South Dakota State. I know, like, when we talked about this earlier, I mean, you kind of make an argument for South Dakota State, but I don't really care. I mean, I just, how I'm seeing Alabama play basketball right now, I think they're going to fucking roll them. Um, Quinterly's just playing out of his mind. Like, shout out him. He's stepping up so huge for them. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep sticking with Bama. Easily. Yeah, Bama will win. The spread is weird. I, uh, Eight points. Eight points I, yeah. It's going to be really close and really ugly. Alabama, I think, wins, or it's just going to be like a route, like from the jump. So I don't, I don't know. I really don't know on the spread wise. I don't even think I'm going to touch it. Sixty nine percent on Bama. Everyone's going to be on nice. Bama, which is kind of like expected. I feel like, but 
this game could be close. I just don't really want to touch it. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know why. I think they can make it ugly and kind of keep it close, but Bama does just Bama. Bama's one of them teams that, like, even during the season, I bet on them literally every game they played. They just, like, they'll be, like, a spread that's, like, 8 or 10, and you're like, that's kind of a lot, and then they just fucking piss-pound the team at, like, 20, 30. It's like – but I do think San Diego State is just, like – I don't know something about San Diego State. I think they can – They defend the three they, really well. Which is kind of how you beat Bama because, like, I just – something about San Diego State, and it's not like they're better or – in any fashion should win this game, but I just have a weird feeling that they have a chance to win because like they're a Mountain West team that hasn't won a first round game and what it was like eleven straight games they've lost and now they're now they're like they were supposed to lose the first game. A lot of people had to lose the first game. A lot of people are like on firm and riding firm and kinda but I think San Diego State, like with all that being said, they're still like a good team. People everybody's overlooking Absolutely. them. Literally all year everybody's been overlooking them and setting their bads because they had a couple of losses. And it's just weird. I feel like there's a chance they win, but I but I also see Bama just rolling them. I think if Bama doesn't roll them by more than ten, San Diego State wins. Yeah, I I, I don't want to. I don't even want to touch the game. I don't even look at it. Uh, spread wise, but yeah, like I said, San Diego State's fourth in Ken Palm against three pointer, like three point percentage. Like they defend the piss out of the three. That's how you beat Bama versus a team that is like top ten in making like threes. It's yeah. Uh, next game, Miami. Miami's playing Houston. Houston's favored by seven. I mean, I don't really care. It's all about the U. Uh, I'm just going to keep riding them to the wheels fall off. You have two exact opposite teams playing against each other. Uh, most times you'd pick the defensive side. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to stick with the U. Yeah, I think these guards can really, like, I don't know. I, like I said, they, they have four guys that if it's their night, you're not going to stop them. Jordan Miller can get hot, and you're just going to go off. And, obviously, you've seen Pack, you've seen Wong, and even – Poplar can do that too, which worries me. Houston has not played good all tournament. They've had one good half this tournament, and it was the second half against Auburn. That's that worries me a lot. And these guards of Miami are fearless. Like I said, like they don't give a shit who's in front of them, who they're playing. They think they're the best team. Criminal, they got a five seed, I think. Looking back, and I, they're yeah, they're kind of like. Going into the underdog role, like, like don't pick us, and yeah. like they made a whole video about it. I might, I don't know about the spread yet, but I might sprinkle a little Miami money line. Maybe take Houston spread, sprinkle money line, Miami. But it's weird. Seventy two percent of bets right now. Seventy two percent of bets right now on Miami. Yeah, I saw. Yes, I saw seventy five on draft. I'm taking. Jesus. I'm taking. I'm taking Houston, obviously, but I'm not. I'm not. Real happy that we have to play this team. I'm kind of scared, but I think we can still get it done. I think defensively we can show them something they haven't seen, but their guards are experienced, so it's kind of scary. Yeah, like this team, other than Pack, went to the final, went to the Elite Eight last year. Like they literally, I know it's Miami. Miami's one of the teams where they can just get to, they can get wherever they want because they're just underdogs who can score the ball. And usually, like, usually you take defense over offense, but in March. At offense, if your offense rolls for fucking four games, you're in the final four or three games. Yeah, four games. You're in- yeah, like their, their defense isn't going to win a championship, but their offense can get them to an Elite Eight Final Four. Like, it's not going to win them a championship, but they can get to an Elite Eight Final Four. Like, the defense thing is good for winning champions, but not, it doesn't say anything about getting to a Final Four. Uh, we lost coin again. So we'll be right back. Lead with it. Go. Yeah, I agree too, because like, you see teams make the Final Four, and they just 
don't have either of them, but it's just like, it's like, yeah, it comes down if you're going to win at all. So like, and there's like teams still left on the other side that can still do it with like a Bama and all them. But I still like Houston just cause I'm a Houston guy and I will cry if they lose. Um, next we have Princeton versus Creighton. So Creighton, I mean, they have everything you could really ask for, for like a championship run of a team. Um, except for maybe an elite defense, but I mean, they can defend a little bit. So I, yeah, I'm going to stick Creighton. I mean, they are favored by 10, but I think, yeah, this is where it ends for Princeton. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think this is that North Carolina St. Peter's game right here, but I don't know if it'll be that bad. Because Princeton is better than St. Peter's, they can defend pretty well. This this ten point spread is like like weird. I, I have no idea what to think because I want to take Princeton, but I'm just if I if I don't take Princeton, I'm just not going to take anything because everyone's on Princeton already. So how does drop coverage even work? Like so, they want you to shoot floaters. And no, shit I like that? they just they just don't have like a big guy that can like get out there and like hedge up all the time. Basically, yeah. just you're you're just getting so basically just let you go. Because, like, with Alabama, they do the same thing. You're dropping back so the guard can recover. Right. Like, Alabama does that, but they're really fucking good at it. Yeah, Bama is awesome at it. Like, Creighton's obviously pretty good at it, too. Like, they, that's what they do, but... Um, no, they're pretty bad at it. Yeah, but, like, it's what they do. So, like... Yeah. And they're a good yeah. team that does it, so they obviously know what they're doing. So, I... Yeah. It's it's just worse. I just don't think Princeton has the enough guns here to beat a good... A, like, a team like Creighton. Especially because, like... It's not like they're playing the three seed Creighton. They're playing a six seed Creighton, so they probably really they feel disrespected. You know, like that makes sense. Like it's not like you're like Purdue. They played Purdue. Like St. Peter's played Purdue last year, and they're like, okay, they're a three seed. Like Purdue's probably like whatever these guys. Creighton is has like a chip on their shoulder. Like we're a six seed. Like we are better than a six. So they got something to prove this whole tournament. So I think they can come out and. Really put it on Princeton. Well, did they have like a really good, like the tournament play at the beginning of the year? Didn't they play really well? And then I think once they got off their skid, they played one of the top teams in the Big East and just fucking killed them. They got ranked after like a while. They were top yeah, bottom like twenties, but they got ranked. So yeah, they they lost whatever in a row, and then they smoked Butler, smoked DePaul, smoked Seton Hall. Three bad oh, teams, yeah. but they waxed every single one by twenty yeah. plus. I just think like they got that like chip on their shoulder now, like where like they're like we they like feel disrespected kind of be- being a six. And I don't know. I just think I mean we forget too. They entered. They're not going to overlook. Like, they entered the year ranked what six? Yeah, like top I mean, ten. They have, they have everything you fucking want in a college basketball team. They went through like the adversity that you want to yeah. see out of a teams that like championship teams. So that's why I think I think they they're just. They're not going to overlook Princeton, just basically what I'm saying, like because they know they're they got to come out and like make a statement here. Especially, Bama plays before them, right? So they'll know that outcome. Let's say Bama wins, you want to come out and like kind of almost scare Bama a little bit, be like this team's really good. Like have Bama be like, holy cow! I know they played Princeton, but these guys came out like fired up and ready to go. So I think, God damn, I want to bet Creighton so bad, but I told myself I'm not going to bet on on um against Cinderella teams anymore. <laughs> Yeah, what would happen last night if you did that? Fuck, dude. I want to so bad, though. It's it's hard to do, though. Just cut, But it's like... But Creighton's like a six, so it's not like they're like... I know, but it's like with a team being at... Like with a team like like playing against Creighton, it's like... I said it last night when FDU was playing. Um, FAU would get to seven with like five minutes left. I'm like, 
this spread's not even like it is like on action everything's green. I'm like this spread can flip to that was also FAU a 50, that was also fifteen point spread. I know, but I'm saying like, even when it was like FAU team that's not as good as Creighton. But like when it's a seven, I'm like this can flip in so like so fast in like two minutes this can be twenty point game. Yeah, and, and also if Creighton two minutes it could be if, a, yeah. If Creighton's only up five and it's going into the end and Princeton start having to like four shots like try to get some threes up, all of a sudden Creighton can just flip it to a thirteen point lead. Just yeah. because of Princeton trying to like get like dangerous at the end, I think trying I think, to make like special plays. So and everyone's on Princeton, so I think I might do it. Again. As you expected, though, I'm, as you expect people to be I'm, on. I might do it again. Blue Jays. Just... Uh, and then last but not least, we have Xavier versus Texas. Um, I mean, I could almost just see it now, like Texas losing, and then everybody just shitting on Texas because it's so much fun. I mean, honestly. Outside of teams in the Big 12, such as, like, well, not even. Maybe, like, outside of, like, Oklahoma, USC, and, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a fucking Notre Dame fans, like, actually hate Texas. Like, because if Texas didn't have the fucking horn symbol that you could just easily flip down, <laughs> like, I don't think, like, half the country would even give a flying fuck about Texas. It's just fun because everybody does. But... Yeah, I mean, I can just see all the hate already, but this seems so fucking good. They can just throw so many different things at you. They have like just, their depth is unreal. I mean, Ronnie Terry's coaching his ass off right now. I don't know. I, I either way, I'm going the Longhorns, but mm-hmm. Xavier with that, they're they have like this. It's like the same case. Xavier with Creighton, just probably a better scoring team and just as good as a coach. And yeah, I don't know the like Creighton and Xavier are like damn near like the same team to me. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's obvious I'm going Texas. Yeah, I I I think I'm gonna bet uh, Xavier, but I want Texas to win. Like if it's like a good alternate, like all they lose, I bet Xavier because. Um, I think it's the right side, but I have Texas in my championship, so I would really like them to win this game. I think Texas can beat uh, Houston. Actually, I think Houston can obviously. I think Houston is the right now. You tell me right now in this tournament, I think Houston's the fourth best team left in that region. Honestly, I think Texas and Xavier and Miami are all playing way better basketball. Maybe a hot take. I don't think it is. I don't think Houston's played good this whole tournament, but they could just be like overlooking the thing every with team. Houston, though, I feel like they could easily just play a defensive team like Miami and like we've seen Houston uh-huh. do it this year where they'll just lay just go fucking crazy on offense and just score a lot. I don't know, maybe but I mean like the good offensive team they played they, they loot like they lost. Like t- Alabama was like the one really good offensive team they played, they lost. That was a super high scoring game though, wasn't it? Seventy one sixty five, it's not crazy. Oh but, my bad. Uh, yeah, different game. Um I don't know. I obviously well, I'd be surprised, obviously, if Houston came out of this region. No, not dumb. But I think right now, I think Xavier, Texas, and Miami are all playing better because Houston is banged up, and none of these teams are. So I like Xavier to cover this. I hope Texas wins, but I don't know if they will. I think Xavier's going to win. Yeah. I I don't know. I just, I don't know why. I, just, I think Texas does. I just think Xavier's gonna. I think Xavier's gonna like somehow score. Just and I don't think I think Texas won't guard them as well as they've guarded teams. I think it's just weird. If Texas, if Texas, it sounds dumb, but 
Texas like obviously holds Xavier to under 70, they probably win, but I just have a feeling Xavier. It's just like a gut feeling. I don't know why. I just also, can see Xavier. And I haven't seen going that far. So Texas has absolutely responded every like I said earlier, every time a team has made a run and everyone's bet everyone has rooted against them this whole tournament because they're playing in Des Moines. No one wanted to see Tyrese Hunter win. No one likes Texas because they're a lot of Iowa State fans. Everyone wanted Penn State. Colgate obviously is a fun also, team to root another, for. There's another and, Big Twelve school there. Yeah, like Kansas. Yeah, and Kansas. So it's like Texas just responded at every t- sign of like, oh, they're gonna kind of blow it here, and they just have. And that's like a common thing with a lot of these teams. You go to K State, got down early in the second half, like double digits to te- Kentucky. What do they need? They need a big shot. They hit it. Michigan State against Marquette made big plays. Gonzaga. When they needed buckets, they like they, they would get a lead. TCU would come back, take it back, and they would hit a big shot. Um, Miami against Indiana. Indiana was winning at one point in the second half. And then Miami just like, nope, fuck you. We're just going to go on a run. That's the, what these teams do at this stage. And I think Texas is battle-tested and ready for it. And I think they uh, do win. But I think it's going to be super close. Going back to my Houston take real quick. They, the only good offensive team they played all year is Alabama. Yeah, I mean, they, you can they, say Memphis, yeah. but this is their non-conference. They played Virginia defense team, St. Mary's defense. Kent State is like, the, yeah, it's 49-44. Oregon sucks balls, and then Oral Roberts, they held them to 45. But <laughs> Right. But, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, that's the thing, though, with um, Houston. Like, you can say they haven't seen an offense like this, but that also can be in Houston's favor, too, be like, they might dominate an offense like this. If that, you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's hilarious how they set up their non-conference, just all, just all yeah. defensive teams. Yeah, I, I, but I think I'm going to be on the side where like they have not played an offense like this, and Miami can really do something to them. But I mean, you can also swing it like I just said, like the other way. Be like, yeah, they haven't played an offense like this. They're going to kick their ass. You'd be like, oh, defensive yeah. teams beat them. I don't know. We're gonna kick their ass. It, you're gonna you're gonna know within the first five five minutes of the game, three minutes of the game. You're gonna know if you're gonna win this game. You're gonna win or lose. I guarantee you that if Miami comes out hot like they did against Indiana, you're gonna lose the game. Like if they're hitting their shots, you're screwed. But if they're not, then you probably will win because they're just not. They're just gonna be cold the rest of the game. That's just, Miami's super predictable right away. Well, anyway. Any last words? Yeah, I mean, I think we I'm hit. Super excited. We tried to hit everything. Obviously, super long weekend, so we had a long episode, but we went over a lot. I think we hit on pretty much everything. Um, as far as the national championship goes, I'm expecting to see Alabama and Texas in there. Be cheering Hopefully. for my horns. That'd be fucking awesome. Even though Alabama, it's Alabama, but um, yeah, I mean, do you guys have anything left to say? No. Oh. <laughs> I forget. Never mind. I forget. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And as always, take your easy. Take it Just like I'm the king on the microphone.
phone. So it's Dr. J. Hypnosis Malone. I like slam dunks and taking it to the home. 